I'm not going to preach um, about eldership in particular. You can go back to a few weeks ago when we kind of talked about that, how that works out here. Um, It's online. Feel free to listen to that. But really, I guess in some ways, I just want to pick up on what Steve's just prayed, what Sam's just been sharing, and say that the church is God's instrument for transformation and renewal of this town and this nation and the nations of the world, and that we are meant to love the church of Jesus Christ as his people, because we are the church. And that God has a plan to, to, that his people would be from every tribe, tongue, language, ethnicity, and that we will be with him on renewed heaven and earth forever and ever, worshipping him, not floating around, but living life with God at the center with us. That's what we get to look forward to, ruling and reigning over creation with Christ. No more sin, sickness, death. That's where we're going. And Jesus has made a way through the cross for broken people like you and I, sinners, to become part of his family, his people, his new tribe, his new humanity here on the face of earth. And he's invited us to have a part to play in that. And the call on every generation of God's people is to be faithful and obedient and full of the uh, expectation of God's kingdom come to seek first the kingdom of heaven. Just as we were hearing the guys talk about a moment ago in, in every sphere, every arena of life. It's to say, God, your kingdom come, both out there and in here. And church, we've got to have a high view and a high vision of God's call for his people Because if we don't, what we'll do is we'll start to ask questions like, why on earth do we need more elders? Which might be a good question. Um, But we need more elders because Jesus has said, you are to go and make disciples. The church is not static. It's to send and resource and release and plant churches and go into unreached people groups and go to the hard to reach places. And that doesn't just mean other nations. That means here in Swindon as well. And we are to embody and live out the kingdom of God as citizens of his kingdom here in our everyday life. Among us as a church family together, when we gather in larger settings like this or smaller settings in our home or in our personal relationships one with another, we're to embody the kingdom values of God as citizens of heaven. That's what God's expectation is of us. And as we do that, loving one another, I don't mean just mean, by the way, don't hear our tribe of church I mean, as we do that as God's people, the church, in all of its breadth and beauty and differences, as we love one another, Jesus says, they'll know you're my disciples. And so the call on the church is big. You don't need to look very far to see that the world is hurting and broken. And Jesus says, come on, you guys, be filled with the Spirit, confident in the gospel, I've sent you, I'm sending you to those hard-to-reach places. We sung earlier, didn't we? I, I, see, I see the Lord high and lifted up, and, and Isaiah had that vision, didn't he? He went into the temple in the year that King Uzziah died and saw the Lord high and lifted up. And God's question, who will I send? Who will go? And Isaiah, in his initial response, was, whoa, is me. I've seen the king of glory. I'm undone. I'm not worthy, but God restores him. 
sets him right with that angel that brings a hot coal and touches his lip, and he, and he commissions him, go. It's exactly, exactly what's happened to you and I if you're a follower of Jesus. It's exactly, you've encountered the beauty and majesty of him, and as Simon prayed earlier, it's all about him as Ant prayed. This is, Lord, this is who you are, and this is what you've done in my life. You've saved and rescued me. You've restored me. You've set me right. You've redeemed me. You've reconciled me. You've brought me into your family. You've made me a worshiper. You've taken my heart of stone and given me a new heart of flesh that beats for you and desires you, oh God. And you've marked me by your spirit and you're sending us, not just to have nice meetings sometimes, although fantastic, when we encounter God's presence together, when we gather in the room, go, come on, we're family. Brilliant, what a privilege and joy. But because there are people literally dying who do not know Jesus who have not heard the gospel and will spend eternity separated from God. It's that simple. And we should care. All of that is to say, that's why we need more elders. Because we need to send more Marks and more Simons to plant churches, to lead churches, to go to nations. We need to send more Donners out to Burundi. We need to send more Sams, guys and girls, young guys and girls who are carrying something of the kingdom in their heart. It doesn't just have to be church planting. It's just, I feel like God's given me this this ember, this kind of tiny thing, and I'm not really sure what to do with it. I just hold it like this, and I say, God, come breathe on it. And Jesus is looking for a people who will respond to him in faith and say, I'm just, God, I'm going to offer it back to you and say, Lord, here I am. Send me. And that's what Jesus is looking for. And for as long as you are placed in Swindon, it's great that you chose to live here. It's great that you chose to visit, but God has you here for a purpose. (coughs) For your street, for your family, for your neighborhood, for your workplace, for your college, your school, And it's time for us to recognize this, what we're doing this morning, is to bless us as a family. It absolutely is. But we're only going to do this until Jesus returns. And then we won't be appointing more elders because the great shepherd will be our shepherd. And elders will cease in some kind of way. You know, I know Revelation talks about elders, but that's another day's talk. Thanks, Callum. Um, I'm saying this because I want us to, this morning, as we pray for these guys in just a moment, I want us to have a high view of God's church and a high view of ourselves, not a proud, boastful view of ourselves. Amazing grace, who would save a wretch like me? I'm not saying we should be proud of ourselves. We should be proud of God's work through his spirit among us and say, well, do you know what? Humbly with God's people. Not because of anything we've done. It's it's mercy and grace. Salvation is by faith alone, but it looks like it looks like laying our lives down for Jesus. It looks like laying our lives down for his kingdom purposes. And this is the vision that the Apostle Paul in the book of Acts was caught up with. He was a hater of Jesus. He was a hater of the early church. He was a Jewish guy, he was a forerunner among Jewish, um, uh, the Israelites as a worshiper of God, Yahweh. But he hated the church and he hated Jesus until Jesus met him. And like Isaiah, he had a moment of seeing the Lord that totally changed the course of his life. And this morning, I really believe even as these guys' life in some way change this morning, it's not just that there's other people God wants to change the course of life today. And the Apostle Paul became a Jesus hater, a 
Christian church hater and persecutor to one who planted churches and to champion the gospel and was sent out to, to the nations with the sole intent of taking the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, to win men and women from every tribe, tongue, and nation, to plant churches and to gather. And that's what he did. And you can read about that through Acts if you haven't done so before, the book of Acts. And in Acts 14, we're just going to speed through some of these verses Paul is on his way back, traveling back, and he's passing some churches that he's already been uh, planted, and he's seeking to strengthen the disciples and encourage them to remain true to the faith. I just want to recognize that if he was doing that for the churches that he planted, it's an active thing. We need to be strengthened and encouraged as people. We must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God, they say. And Paul and Barnabas appointed elders for them in the church, and with prayer and fasting, he committed them to the Lord in whom they had put their trust. So interestingly, we're not making, we're not recognizing Callum and Robert as elders this morning for them. We are in some way, yes, but hear what Paul said. They appointed elders for them, for those churches that they pass back through. The elders are good for the local church. That was Paul's intention. And then in Acts 20, verse 28, he says this, to keep watch over yourselves, that is to the elders, and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God. And so what we're actually doing this morning, and I know I said this last time, but we're just recognizing the work of the Holy Spirit among us. We're just saying, do you know what? These guys are already elding. We're just recognizing that publicly. We're laying hands on. We're, we're, we're acknowledging that as a family together this morning. So Paul says, there's a job for elders to do, to keep watch over yourselves and the flock, to be shepherds. And he goes on to say, he talks about some of the challenges of people rising up to distort the truth. And the Apostle Paul says this, this phrase, so be on your guard. So be on your guard. And this is where the time is funny because I've got five things I'm going to say and I'm not going to talk about because of the time. Um, five things that elders do, but I just want to remind us of. And these were different things to what I said last time, because elders really do lots of things. Like, you know, there's lots of stuff. Um, but five guarding things that take place when elders shepherd well. And the first is this, to guard the gospel. And all over the place, the, Paul, uh, the Apostle Paul, he says this, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel. Romans, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Guard the gospel. Callum, Robert, Al, me, Nigel. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> sorry, everyone. Nigel's not here this morning. He's still recovering. Should have done that earlier. Um, Helen, out of 10, where is he on the Richter scale of recovery? Middle. He's, he's nudging up to a five, everyone. So we'll pray for Nigel in a bit. Um, 
Guard the gospel. Secondly, guard the things of the Spirit of God. In 2 Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes this. For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the Spirit of God does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So this is true, by the way, for people who aren't becoming elders today as well. But it is something that the Apostle Paul is saying should take place among the church. That these guys, as they step into this moment, should be filled with the Spirit. Should talk about the Holy Spirit. Should give space to call others and embody and just give space for the presence and the work of the Holy Spirit. That's why Paul says in 2 Timothy, what you've heard from me keep as a pattern of sound teaching. He's encouraging Timothy, these things that you've seen, me, God, you should do it likewise. Next, guard our ways in God. In 1 Corinthians, Paul writes to the Corinthian church and he says this, even if you had 10,000 guardians in Christ, you do not have many fathers in Jesus Christ. I became your father through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you, Corinthian church, or he'd say, therefore, I urge you, gateway church, to imitate me. For this reason, I have sent you Timothy, my son, whom I love, who is faithful to me, faithful in me to the Lord, He will remind you of my way in Christ Jesus, which agrees with what I teach everywhere in the church. So Callum, Robert, in this moment, this is not just just today. This is about guarding Paul's ways, our ways in the Lord. For us here, that looks like the way that we flow as a family, the values, the things we celebrate, patterns, examples, to do it day in, day out, year after year, as long as they're elders in this church. That they're actually those things need guarding because we're prone to forget as God's people. Next, guard relationships. In 2 Timothy 1, Paul, the Apostle Paul writes about it like this. 2 Timothy, my dear son. He goes on to say, I thank God whom I serve, as my ancestors did, with a clear conscience. As night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. Recalling your tears, I long to see you, so that I may be filled with joy. When you read Paul writing to Timothy, or in fact writing any of his epistles to the churches, his letters to the churches, it's not a CEO doing business talks with a board of directors. It's nothing like that. It's like a father talking to sons. It's relational language. That's the language that exemplifies the church. Relationship. Deep love for one another. Honoring one another. Encouraging one another. Being there for one another's success. And these guys are to guard that and defend it. So when there's division and disunity, part of our job as elders is to bang heads together and go, come on. This is the church of Jesus. There's no place for that way of being. Bang heads nicely, you know, metaphorically. Finally, to guard yourselves and the body, which is what Paul says in Acts 20, keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. So thankfully, you haven't got to keep watch over the whole church. Jesus is doing that. You haven't got to keep watch over other churches in the town. 
Other elders that have been appointed are doing that, but over this flock, over this body, keep watch. Guard the church. Because the church does have enemies. It has people who are against the word of God, the Bible. It has people who would love to tear the church apart from within and from outside. And again, you guys, it's a moment for guarding the church and guard yourselves. So the question is really, how do they do that? Well, really simply. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. How do you do all of those guardings? That's a lot of guarding on top of everything else. Well, you don't, Callum. Robert, you don't in and of your own strength. Not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of God. With a light burden and joy and laughter and fun and courage and strength and hope that comes from him. And all of this is to say that is vital for a flourishing, growing, healthy local church where people are equipped, every person playing their part, equipped for the mission that God has placed each one of us on and us together as a church family. That the things that God specifically has called us to champion and to persevere in this town and out into the nation and the nations of the world. So, preach done. Five minutes. No, I'm not saying it took five minutes. I'm saying we've got five minutes till we finish. So what we're going to do, really simply, is two things. I don't want this just to be a spectating thing. And I know I was just saying to these guys, there's some guarding that now needs to happen, which they've already been doing, by the way. But it's not just about these guys. This is about us together. And if you remember back to when we baptized those eight guys and girls the other week, and each one of them had a story of what God has done for me in Christ Jesus. He's given me new life, new hope, new future. He's called me a friend. And then we said to them, I hope you remember from Romans, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God's raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Solomon, do you believe this? Do you confess it? Yes, I do. Amin, Amir, do you confess this? Yes, I do. Gaza, do you confess it? I've forgotten everybody who was baptized, but you get the point. There was a kind of interaction and we celebrated new family among us of God's people. And then last week, as the guys lined up here with all the babies, and we did that moment where they said, look, I just want to give thanks to God. And then there were questions. I think how you asked questions, didn't you, about do you... something? did you ask questions? No, he didn't. I'm making this bit up. I was listening. Um, but we prayed. That's what we did do. We gathered around and said, we, the church, are going to gather around. And we are engaging in this. This is an us something. It's not just you and your baby going, look... Simba, it's us as a family. When we stand with you, we celebrate with you. We want to raise your children together for the things of God in their life. And today, I don't want this just to be a Callum and Robert moment. I want this to be an us moment once again. 
But I do want to ask these guys some questions. I don't know if we've done it like this before. They're not complicated questions. Um, the answer is very simple. It is just, I will. <laughs> Did, were you listening, Callum? No. Okay. Um, and this isn't meant to be clever. This is just a way. You don't have to do this. I just, I just felt like it would be a good moment to kind of say, look, let's do a bit of you know, interaction. Um, but I just want us to invite, uh, in fact, Robert Callum, come up here. Let's welcome these guys. Quite grey. Sorry. Yes. In a minute, I will get Katie and Anita up, plus a whole load of others. Um, so I just want to ask these guys some questions. The answer was I will, by the way. Okay. And then you pass. Yeah. And then I want to ask us as a church family some questions. Once again, it's I will or we will, or you can just be silent. But if you're going to be silent, don't tell them you're silent. Just, you know. Um, the questions, you guys, are going to come up on the screen. This isn't meant to be a religious moment, so it's fine if people want to laugh. The questions were written quite late last night, so if they don't make a lot of sense as well, <laughs> just bear with. Um, right, Robert, first question. Uh, not, sorry, Phil, first question. Okay, Callum and Robert, will you seek to father this church by doing all you can to serve and equip every member to grow and flourish in God? I will. I will. Fantastic. One out of one. <laughs> to both of you guys, will you seek to lead... Here, you hold this. Will you seek to lead with conviction and confidence to govern, guard and guide this church to live out its Jesus-given mandate to make disciples of all nations? I will. I will. Fantastic. This is a good start. To both of you, will you seek to be a shepherd committed to bringing the security and comfort to this church family and protect from harm and false teaching? I will. I will. Good. Literally, if you say no, I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> will you love this church and care for those in hardship and distress with sacrificial love? I will. I will. I just want to say, like, that is the heartbeat. That is the heartbeat of it, is to love you guys. Next one, Phil. Final one, I think. Yes, it is. Will you commit to pray, you guys, regularly for this church family? I will. I will. Fab. Well done. They passed. Phew. It wasn't too hard. I should have given you those questions before so you could actually think about them. Um, and by the way, please do listen to the preach from the other week if you didn't, because we have journeyed. There's been a season of journeying over about 18 months. This isn't just today. We decided this morning, let's ask you some questions and make you elders this morning. Um, so there's been a journey and a process, but you can listen to that from the other week. Um, and now, everyone, if you'd like to and you're able to, stand or raise a hand or you can carry on sitting down. That's up to you guys. But I just want us to engage. The answer is I will or we will. Nothing else. Nothing trying to be funny, Simon. Um, whatever. Um, 
Gateway Church, will you seek to honour and submit to the authority of eldering that isn't theirs by right, but is God-given authority? The Callum and Robert as shepherds and overseers of this church family. We'll do that once more time. One more. That was rubbish. If that's like what the help is going to be like at this meal, the doors really will be locked. Okay, Gateway, will you honor, seek to honour to the best of you and submit to the best that you can to to Robert and Callum as shepherds and overseers of this church family. Good, the next one could be even better than that. Will you seek to make it a joy for them to serve in this way that we've talked about this morning? I really don't believe it. Will you, Gateway, commit... No, back one. Phil, sorry, I wasn't impressed. Will you, Gateway, seek to make it a joy for these guys to serve you? Good, better. Finally, and will you commit to regularly pray for these guys and their families as they seek to serve and lay down their lives to serve this church family? Fantastic. You also have passed three out of three. It was an easier test. Um, Right. Everyone just grab a seat for a moment. Apart from the front two rows, we are clearing the front two rows once again. Sorry for the disruption. Neat stacks, please, of ten, no more. They, they weren't, you know, it was a bit shoddy last week. Um, right, and what we are going to do is this now. We are going to gather round Callum and Robert, Katie, Eli, Rose. Is Eli here? Is he here? Do you want him here? Up to you, Katie. Right, we're going to, Katie's going to run and grab Eli or somebody will. And Robert and Anita, if you guys want to come to the front. And then if I can invite Al and Sarah, Graham and Shirley, I'd love you guys to come, and Ebenezer, Malika, love you guys to come as you've journeyed over the last time with us as well. Jen and Rich, if you guys are free and available, I'd love you guys to come and be here in June as well as Callum's family, uh, Shannon and Michael, if you want to come up, you're welcome. If anybody likes Robert and Callum, they're welcome to join. Um, Mark and Jackie, Steve and Joe, Simon, come on, let's gather around these guys. We're going we're gonna to just read one bit of scripture over them, and then we're going to pray for them and charge them as elders, and we're going to celebrate and cheer, and then if you want to pray for them, and, you, and there are things you're holding in your heart for these guys today, yeah, Please do. We haven't got time right now for everybody to prophesy, but please do write it down. Record it into your phone. Come and grab these guys over food. Come and tell them what, you, what you're just carrying in the heart for them prophetically. That would be a huge encouragement to these guys. Be ready to do that. Um, so, Callum, Katie, Robert, Anita, come and just stand forward in the middle somewhere. I just want to say I, I absolutely love these guys. It's a joy to be in a team with them. They add so much richness to us. The fun level has grown a lot. Um, And both Robert and Callum are guys that I just hope... You've had plenty of time, by the way, to come back and say you don't agree with me on this, so zip it right now. If you disagree, no heckling. Um, But these are guys that I respect and admire massively, deeply, and I'm so thankful that God has brought us to this point all kinds of ups and downs and you can ask them about that but it's a joy this is a joyful moment 
And both of them are guys of amazing character and love, deep love for us as a church family, for the things of God, for God's kingdom, for living faithfully as disciples, seeking to do that in family and in life and in an age that hates God out there in the world, (laughs) to say, no, 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 the things of God are important. And these guys embody that. They are just guys I would have no shadow of doubt calling if anything was going on in life. And by the way, you now get to as well. Um, And just trust their wisdom and input. And by the way, they are imperfect, as is Al and Nigel and me, sorry, (laughs) Um, with weaknesses. And they can't do everything. And they get a whole load of stuff wrong. And sometimes they get some stuff right. But what I know is their heart is for us as a church and you guys as a church. And so this is just one of those moments where my heart is going, God, thank you for this moment. Thank you for journeys. Thank you for teams. Thank you for friendship. And so we're going to pray. And this isn't meant to be somber, but I think there is a level of seriousness. So stand in the middle. Gather around everyone. Come on, lay a hand. Stand up, church. Engage, lift up a hand. I just want to read from 1 Timothy 6 over you guys in this moment. Uh, move forward so everybody can get around you guys. Go on, right forward, right forward. Come on, gather around. It's not... Gather around. If you just want to be in on this one, get in on it. You're welcome. <laughs> Robert and Callum, um, the Apostle Paul wrote this to Timothy. He said, in sight of God who gives life to everything, and of Christ Jesus, who while testifying before Pontius Pilate, made the good confession. I charge you to keep this command without spot or blame until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which God will bring about in his own time. God, the blessed and only ruler, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone is immortal, and who lives in unapproachable light, whom no one has seen or can see, to him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And guys, we, this morning, we just lay hands on you as friends, as brothers and sisters, as fellow elders, we lay hands on you, and we just say thank you to God for his work in your life and for bringing you guys to this point. And we just, we say, we appoint you as elders in this church, Callum. We appoint you as an elder in Gateway Church. And our heart is that it would be bring joy to you and your family, just as I know you're going to bring joy to this church family. And so we thank God for his work, and we recognize it. We recognize what he's been busy at work doing in your life, and loved watching it, loved seeing it grow and deepen. And we know there's more. And Callum, we just bless you this morning. We bless you. Uh, these, these are, there's, there's so many surprises in store for you in good and challenging ways. But we pray now, time to, time to run Callum in who God's made you to be in that lane that he's carved out for you. And we, we call you on and we say, go for it, Callum. In the name of Jesus, we call you on. We bless you as you step into this. We pray that the Holy Spirit would enable you and empower you for this moment and this task. Thank you, God, for this man and this moment. Likewise for Katie and Ro and Eli. We bless them as a family. We pray, guard their marriage. 
God, their home. God, their children. May all those things that we just talked about guarding, may that be true in the home as well. But we pray it would be a place of joy and your spirit and delight in God. Plenty of times of laughing and crying and just knowing that you are their rock and their fortress. We thank you for these guys and the gift they are to this church as we welcome them into eldership today. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. And Robert and Anita, we, we just want to bless you guys and thank God for, for you and bringing you here in this church. I'll come in. For bringing you among us all those years back and for joining our hearts and for your deep commitment to serve the people of God. I just want to say, as I'm just reflecting right now, just I know both for Callum and Katie and Robert and Nita, both of them said, I'll serve the same whether I'm an elder or not. And we thank you for Robert's incredible heart of humility, preferring others. I thank you for his guarding of the gospel heart. I thank you for the gift you've given him to perceive and discern the things of God. And we call that on Robert, but not as a, not as a stress. We just say, Robert, you be you in this day and nobody else. You be you and nobody else. We say all that God has done in you and all he's doing in you, we just call that on and we say, Robert, our heart is for you to run as Robert and nobody else. And we thank God for you and your love for this church and your passion for the people of God to be welcomed and for strangers and those far off and those who don't know Jesus and those who are far from him to be welcomed as friends here in this home in this house, and we thank you for that. And Lord, we pray now, enable Robert, fill him with your spirit for this moment, for this task, that for both Robert and Nita, this would do no way be a stress, but a joy. Lord, we know there's going to be plenty of challenging moments, but we say, Lord, a light and easy burden. We pray joy on these guys in your name. We, We say, come Holy Spirit. We say, by the Holy Spirit, just as Paul encouraged Timothy, through the Holy Spirit, by his power, Robert, we just want to honour you before the church. And uh, just, just so you know, Callum is an employee of Gateway. Robert isn't. So he, Robert's carrying this with a different dynamic than the rest of us as a team, which is real and meaningful. That was the same for Nick Fakari when he was an elder here. Robert, we just pray for grace upon yeah. grace. For your time, for pressures and expectations not to overwhelm or become burdensome, but just for joy and an ease in God with this. We pray no fear. We pray, in fact, we pray boldness in the Holy Spirit now. Robert, you haven't got to even muster that up. We say it's a work of the Holy Spirit. And we invite you, Holy Spirit, in this moment to bless these guys, to fill them as we lay hands on them and, and call them into this moment and set them apart. We say, come, Holy Spirit. Lord, likewise, guard Robert and Anita's marriage. Guard their home. Fill it with your presence and your power and your joy and love and peace. Lord, may these years ahead just be so exciting for these guys. Lord, we just bless Malika and Caleb this morning. Thank you for your hand upon their life. And Lord, we bless these guys and we celebrate with them. We're so thankful for their part in this next moment. We bless you guys in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.